Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that brings you the most interesting content in information security, technology, and humans. The idea is content curation as a service. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts. I then take what I learned from that content and turn it into a concise 30-minute summary. So I've decided to remain ad and sponsor-free. So if you're someone who enjoys the show and can afford fancy coffee, please consider heading over to danielmeisler.com support. Become a member for just $5 a month or $50 a year. Becoming a member gets you the weekly companion newsletter full of all the links and stories I mentioned on the podcast and helps me to continue doing the show. And thanks to everyone who's already a member. All right, welcome to episode 120. Going to start off with security news. Facebook is now saying you can assume that most of its 2 billion users' data is compromised. If you've been following me for a while, you hopefully already know that, and it's long past time to think about how to live in a post-privacy world. Linux's beep command reveals whether any file exists, even if that file's existence would normally be secret from the calling user. So you could be a non-root user and check the existence of a root of a file owned by root. Digital Shadows finds over a billion files exposed to the internet via S3, SMB, FTP, and other protocols. They said S3 is a major one, but uh, actually not most of it. Uh, is there uh, NAS basically NAS is out there FTP servers um, these other protocols actually make up most of it IBM's X4 says cloud misconfiguration issues increased by 424 percent in 2017 and I'm seeing this in our consulting customers as well it's a uh, massive issue no question Homeland Security is compiling a database of journalists, podcasters, and bloggers so they can monitor what they write. This uh, seems like a problem. Um, I, I mean, I could conceive of a situation in which it would not be. Um, you know, you could conceivably say that they're looking for influencers, uh, you know, the propaganda types who are injecting negative stuff. But th this is not the way you would find that. This is the way you would find legitimate media who are doing legitimate things that they don't like. So, uh, a bit disturbing. Copy and pasting text is higher risk than most think because of unprintable characters. So, just because what you see that you think you're copying actually can include quite a bit more, including maybe a username or a password. Advisories, Google and Android had a whole bunch of updates and breaches. Uh, Panera had a massive breach and a uh, really horrible PR incident as well with uh, some tech support person responding back that um, th these wouldn't be issues uh, the things being raised are not issues because they have amazingly good security in quotes. And uh, people went to town with that one. Um, Delta also had an issue, a uh, breach, and uh, Sears. 
So uh, it's pretty sad. I've got to have a breach section every week. I mean, it, and not even put it into like a, a standalone sentence. It's just like, oh yeah, here are the here are the companies that got breached. And then advisories, same with that. I mean, patches. Technology news. Alter Ego is a wearable system that interprets you things you say silently. And the demo video is pretty crazy. Now, it's from MIT, which means it's going to be very early. But it's, it's basically like the, it's on half of your face, including like part of your chin. So it's somewhat restrictive. But this person was walking around. His jaw was not moving and he was making the computer do things like he, he was, he didn't even look like he was moving his mouth. Like it was very subtle. And basically the way they're pitching it is that it's kind of like sub vocalization or basically mind reading, uh, after you get good at it, but a uh, pretty interesting interaction thing. I can imagine this being really useful for navigating uh, and using personal assistance. Zipline's drones are going to be delivering blood in the U.S. this year after doing it successfully for a number of years in Africa. More and more industries are finding applications for AI. This is a really cool link. By the way, the newsletter is members only this, this week. It's uh, odd weeks. So uh, the, the even, uh, even weeks 120, for example, this is 120, is uh, members only. And then the odd ones uh, are the public ones. But uh, you can get the links if you're already a member or you can sign up and get the links. But uh, yeah, this, this, uh, this article basically says that um, just all sorts of companies are figuring out things that you can do. This one Chinese company is uh, using machine learning to look at the faces of test takers to see if they are um, if they are lying. So basically, they interview you before you start, and it detects deception, which uh, you would expect to come out of China first. Amazon is uh, surprise uh, now starting to push its own private brands which uh, already has 70 of them. And this is what people have been worried about the whole time. Alexa will soon allow you to send payments to people using voice, which I think is going to be really interesting when it's pretty trivial to spoof someone's voice, which I think is going to happen soon. Then it's really AI, right? It's AI competing against AI. So, the machine learning, when I say AI, AI, I mean machine learning in this case. Uh, the machine learning for spoofing the voice will be competing against the machine learning in Alexa that interprets whether or not it's a real voice. And it'll just be cat and mouse. Human news. Unmarried and childless women living in big cities are now making more than men. But mothers and people and women in rural areas still lag pretty far behind. Uh, we keep finding more and more that we assumed was nurture or personality 
was largely determined by genetics. Uh, this work in this link here shows that the risk appetite, so how much risk you're willing to tolerate uh, day to day, is cor correlated with the size of your amygdala. London's murder rate has overtaken that of New York City for the first time in what they call modern history, which I think is, I don't know, I, I, I don't remember the number, maybe over 100 years, 200 years. Young people in Britain are less happy than they've been since 2009 when uh, they started measuring this. And most of the complaints seem to be uh, living, jobs, wages, employment, that kind of thing. Middle-class families are migrating to community colleges because they can't afford regular colleges. And China is banning online Bible sales. So they removed the president's term limit and they're starting to crack down a lot on a number of uh, different freedoms. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Got um essay you should check out this is uh these are on my site so you don't have to uh it's not a members only link you just go to the site my thoughts on how online education might be poised to replace dying universities i just talk about uh basically how the current uh universities are super top heavy because they uh they've got stagnant content uh they have tenure you basically have a bunch of professors fighting politically amongst themselves, not keeping the content fresh and charging crazy amounts of money that no one can afford to, to, you know, attend. And, uh, that is competing with amazing content by the best professors that, you know, is being put out on online with using technology. So the question is at one point, do these overlap? And the, the new model overtakes the previous one, maybe even topples it. And then at that point, you know, the university shut down and uh, this new method, maybe they use the old universities for uh, a location to deliver the content. That would be ideal. That, that will take some time though. I mean, universities are pretty old school and uh, part of the furniture. So it's hard to get rid of something like that. Got a new essay on the definition of security being without worry, which talks about how uh, we need to be thinking about resilience and maybe even potentially anti-fragility um, when we talk to the business. So instead of saying, I'm a wizard, I'm going to keep bad things from happening. And that's why you should be without worry. We should be saying to management, bad things will happen. We can't stop any, everything, but we have plans for when they go bad. So what will take other companies out in our industry will not take us out because we've, we've planned for most things. So that's why you should be without worry. And the whole without worry thing is the Latin for security. Sa means without and curity or no cura means worry or care. So the whole thing of being safe and secure is to not be worried about bad things happening. So I think resilience is another path to that as opposed to 
prevention which has failed. And why I think, oh great, I've got this link in here twice, that's amazing. Um, all right, so uh, I'm reading Anti-Fragile right now, which I mentioned a second ago, by Nassim Taleb. And one of the opening ideas is that people do really poorly when they don't face adversity. Uh, I've known for a very long time when I play table tennis, I do worse against bad players than I do against great ones. And I've seen the idea really apply throughout my life. Um, so my, my strategy basically on this is to only compete against my future perfect self or compare myself to the absolute best in any field or discipline. <clears throat> only then is there enough of a gap between what I'm doing and, and the other thing, right? Which, which has enough gap to actually push uh, tangible advancement. So, so related to this is the idea that comfort destroys the body, mind, and soul. So this is similar, but, but different. Um, fasting rejuvenates the immune system. Poverty in Eastern Europe makes the best wrestlers. Alzheimer's is accelerated by repetition and stagnation. And people who constantly challenge themselves are the ones who grow and thrive. My theory here is that overcoming struggle and failure are the lifeblood of youth improvement and happiness. And that evolution is the reason for this. I really find this idea invigorating and I keep coming back to it. And I've got a link here to my uh, essay called Struggle as the Center of Happiness, which uh, you should check out on the site. I uh, started a thread on Twitter about how so many people in InfoSec constantly complain about being depressed and having anxiety. And then I asked, should we really be recommending people to get into security if this is all we hear about on Twitter? And uh, there were just hundreds of responses. It was a fantastic uh, sort of discussion. And there was representation on both sides, basically saying, oh no, it's awesome. Or saying, yeah, it's crazy. That's why I don't recommend this anymore. It's, you know, it's a bad place to be. So you should check out that thread. Uh, stopping racist AI is just as hard as stopping racism. And the reason is because good machine learning models learn reality. So, we have to change reality if we're going to change the results of machine learning. Lotteries are morally repugnant. That's another thought I had. Um, and discovery. Uh, Berkeley's fastest growing course on data science is now available for free. A list of Microsoft AI interview questions. One of the most unique XKCDs he's ever put out. The word robot was created in 1920 from Old Slavic to mean forced labor. That's ominous. Diggy extracts URLs from APK files. Satellite images from oblique angles. That one is crazy. Amazingly good security. That's that uh, <laughs> Panera thing. Uh, super basic AWS explainer. Quite good. Um, Gron making JSON greppable. Data and statistics, the richest 1% will have 
two-thirds of all wealth. I've seen different numbers for this. This might be too low, actually. Um, do you want a revolution? Because this is how you get a revolution. Uh, companies spent $22 billion on AI-related mergers and acquisitions in 2017, which was 26 times more than 2015. I don't know why they skipped 2016. Um, numbers weren't as cool, I guess. Uh, notes. I have a big announcement to make next week. Really excited about this. I think you guys are going to like it a lot and I can't wait to tell you about it. It's going to be right before RSA actually. Some good timing. Didn't plan it that way, but that's what's going to happen. And, uh, I'm now on to Leb's fourth book, Anti-Fragile, learning so much from these books. Uh, it's five books basically for one idea and I'm on the fourth one and they're spawning many thoughts of my own. Absolutely love Taleb's irreverence for so many things. It's uh, really, really refreshing and recommendations. Send a sentence like this, preferably an email to everyone you love. Do not worry if I die in an unexpected way. If we were fighting at the time, or if we had not spoken in some time. I have always loved you. I loved you when I died. I will love you forever. This simple act could bring great peace to someone who feels guilty over how you last interacted before you died. Plus, they'll probably like reading it now as well. So I do recommend you send that. Uh, could make things a lot easier if you were to just whatever, get hit by a car or a meteor or something. And the aphorism for this week, you never win an argument until they attack your person. You never win an argument until they attack your person. Nassim Taleb. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget, you can also get the show, including all the links to the things I mentioned in text form by signing up for the email newsletter at danielmiesler.com newsletter or via the blog post for each episode. I'll see you next time.